Holy crucial moments. This is Flight Check Season 2, Episode 23. After a hiatus last week, we are back once again talking about FlyQuest and their rise up the standings, currently tied for third place with perennial fourth place team, Team Liquid. Now that's an older meme for you, older esports folks right there. My name is Sandy Toes, and to my left and my extra left are my fellow hosts, Nox War, fresh off of refereeing some proving grounds, and Curly Double Q, fresh off of running to the corner store for a quick drink. So, gentlemen, which of you had the better night? I mean, quick drink, refing proving grounds, I mean, tough to tell. I think, honestly, I'm going to have to give this one to Curly. The, the drink sounds a lot better than some well, of the shenanigans I was having to deal with. <laughs> I mean, also, while you were um, <laughs> having to deal with Rafi and I got to just be, like, the top laner for a streamer I really enjoy. So, like, I was just having a good time. Flex, flex some Gwen inspired by Philip this weekend. So, you know. Excellent. I think I had a good nice. night. We do love some Gwen. Uh, yeah, I mean... Let's get right down to it. We have a lot to cover. Uh, we missed last week, so we do need to briefly touch on how things went in week four. Uh, but we we'll beat be... hundred thieves, and that was the only thing that happened. Though. The That's only all we need to worry about. FlyQuest mysteriously only played one game last week. Um, I I just associated it with COVID, and was like, ah, yeah, unfortunately, probably. but it is what it, it is. We'll take a one zero weekend, <laughs> right? Honestly, and, and I mean, here's the thing, there. right? Like, I, I, all I'm going to say is, like, I told Cole is that all of our loss in our uh, fan pod showdown and the Academy L's, like, those were all to get just all of it out of the way yep. for the one victory against 100 Thieves. Exactly. On, in the LCS. You nailed like, it. Honestly. I mean, that's it exactly. That's completely what I was going to say. Um, quick reminder, if you can't catch all of the show tonight, I know it's a little bit late, so if you got to go to bed... Don't you fret, the VOD will be available here on Twitch and on YouTube on our channel, Flight Check Podcast. Audio version should be on all your favorite listening platforms as well, eventually, uh, hopefully sometime this week. So let's get into it. Uh, Talking about week four, just to kick us off. So yes, beat 100 Thieves, and I do have to admit, lost to TSM the following day. Um, and I'm actually going to bring up a point that I heard from today's JLXP, uh, Jethead Raz on, um, and I'm going to kind of like do a little bit of time travel here because they were talking about this past weekend and the FlyQuest 2.0, and they were saying how it was so good to see FlyQuest 2.0 this past weekend because after beating 100 Thieves and also having uh, beaten Cloud9... Um, the week before, then losing to TSM, it was tough to get people excited about this team. It was tough to say, uh, you know, that that week four made it really difficult to say, guys, look, because then it just looks like the 100 Thieves win is a total fluke, right? If you're going in, you're playing a really solid game against 100 Thieves, but then you're getting absolutely rolled by TSM the next day. It just looks looks like a total fluke. Um so, I mean, what were the, for you guys, what were the emotions like 
watching that TSM loss after the high of the 100 Thieves win. I know for me, I was just kind of sitting there like, you're kidding me. It, it It's over? <laughs> it's it's done? Uh, it, it was just not, not a good scene all around. I mean, for me, I was, uh, I was tanning, so I, <laughs> so I did not catch anything of that day because I had no service, and I was like, we're just going to look at the results and be like, yay or aw. <laughs> Knox, how about you then? So, uh, it was a frustrating game to watch because, and I stand by this, and, and I, I typed this out in our Discord and everything too. That game just came down to we mechanically did not play well. Uh, Afro missed multiple hooks. Jose missed a crucial stun. Uh, Johnson had, like, one moment of bad positioning. Phillip missed multiple, like, CC moments. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a bad mechanical game. But at the end of the day, everything FlyQuest was doing on the map was the correct decision-making. So... This is why best of ones are not usually the best thing because sometimes you just have bad games and that yep. was just a bad game. Like I guarantee you that's a best of five. Like we take the next three against TSM. I'm not worried about it. It's one bad game. We honestly got the one game that did matter because we're not gonna be competing with TSM for tiebreakers or anything. <laughs> so I'm it sucked, but it is what it is. It, I'm not really frustrated by it at all. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fair way of looking at it. I mean, something that TSM did, honestly, I feel like the reason why we lost is they did something that a lot of LCS teams struggled to do, which is press the advantage. Like, that was probably the best game that TSM has played all split, and it just happened to come against FlyQuest, which super unfortunate, but sometimes that's just the way the dice rolls. Um, and you get... You get boomed just that one, that one time. Uh, the hundred thieves win. We didn't get to brag about it last week, so I think <laughs> we get to take our moment um, here and just kind of puff up the boys. Just there, for, just like hello. We, we just do. we beat hundred thieves, and it was a good win. It wasn't like if you remember. Uh, I think it was spring. The uh, was it the Corky or Vigar where Takui came, Vigar. the Vigar that Takui came in on just to win that game kind of like out of nowhere? This was a clean, solid win start to finish uh, in my book. And I feel like you can really see vast improvement from spring to summer because of that. Um, so that definitely got me hyped. So that put us... At the end of week four, uh, put the team at five and four, halfway through the season, winning record right there. Um, so let's like rewind in our heads real quick, if you guys can with me. Five and four, halfway through the season, that feels like a pretty good spot to be in. Let's like pretend week five hasn't happened yet. Five and four, feels good. You repeat that, you finish ten and eight. That's probably, you know, it's definitely top six. Um, definitely contending for maybe fourth place. Uh, I, I feel pretty good about that. Knox, I mean, how would you feel about five and four? 
This five and four honestly was better than our spring five and four, so I'm I'm very happy with it honestly, because um, at the end of the day, you you just want to ha- you want to look good going into playoffs, mm-hmm. and you want to look good in playoffs, and I think all three of us can agree on that that five and four that was in spring was not nearly as good looking as the five and four that we had this time around, even if some of the losses still hurt, right? Yeah. So I'm very happy with a five and four. I agree. For me personally, I uh, I think like you also take into account like where those four games from come from, and like the only ones I'm upset about are Immortals and TSM, um, but like also they've had a, they have a habit of just randomly taking games off of upper class teams anyway. So it's like, all right, does that mean we're upper class because they somehow beat us, and then we beat the people above us, you know? Um, I like your thinking, Curly. I like this logic. <laughs> exactly. But, this like, good. to be even more solid in it, though, like, you're right. This is a team that the way we got to the 5-4, and four, I feel a lot more confident in. And, like, even if we match this record in the second half, which I don't think is going to happen, I think we're going to do better in the second round, Robin, that I don't think we tie... Um, at the end of the split, so we don't have to do any tiebreakers. And even if we are in like a lower bracket sort of deal, we, I think, like just the way this team plays, would be able to make it farther um, in the bracket. Now, granted, that's talking like a couple weeks from now, like a month from now, but like it's just what I'm seeing now is really good and I like it. I agree. And I think with that, we can then get into our week five recap. So getting back up to the present time as I shrink this topic line into the... We actually uh, played two games this week instead of just one. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that it, weird, <laughs> weird how the LCS just completely uh, ignored our loss to TSM. So five and three uh, at the end of the round, Robin. I don't know how that happened. Um, but... Golden Guardians. Uh, so I, <laughs> I actually watched this game on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I was at uh, a DC United game the same night, so I'm like literally there. I'm with a bunch of dudes that I know, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, go look, going like this the whole time, <laughs> watching the game back and forth. So <laughs> I tracked most of it. Um, but this game, uh, felt really good, very clean, uh, again, just, oh my gosh, I'm just very jazzed about this team right now and what they're doing. Takui looks really, really good once again. I think later in the show, there's going to be some discussion about, okay, Takui, where on, not just like, should he be on the all pro list? But where? Be MVP contender. Yeah, where well, like, <laughs> yeah, like, where is he going to be? You know, should he be one, two, or three? And yes, I do think there are some arguments to be made uh, for MVP for this man. So, so let's talk Golden Guardians real quick. Knox, uh, let's hit some things from you. What stood out to you about this game? Uh, we can go through the draft if you want, but give me your give me your first points. So we did draft if this game, but it's nothing like super, super mega big. What I really want to talk about and focus on is this is the first game this split that 
Jose De Yoto has given resources and his time to Phillip in the top lane. Mm. And it's the first time that Phillip has not played weak side. He's been a main proponent of the team forcing carry and like agency and all that good stuff for FlyQuest. Mm-hmm. And it was into Licorice. And I think it was the right call because like Gwen and uh, Kale, like you want to punish that very hard in the very beginning. So it was very nice to see that uh, maybe even if going into draft, that wasn't the plan. And then they just adapted and adjusted to it. But Philip held his own while having resources from the very beginning and wasn't having to play weak side. And then he continued to use it fairly well throughout the rest of the game. His KDA does not reflect it. Like that still goes to Jose and <laughs> to Kui, right? But he did a lot. And I was like, dang, okay. So we don't only just have to go through bot and mid. We can play topside if the situation calls for it. We are a versatile team, and that is great to see. It gives me a lot, a lot of confidence heading into best of fives. And I just, and even in the Dignitas game, which we'll get into that in a little second, he also got resources in that game too. Like this weekend was like, hey, Philip, this now is your time. Yeah, I'm going to give you resources. I'm going to give you time, and I want you to just run with it. And while I think he could have ran harder in certain areas, he ran hard enough, and I was so, so happy to see it. Yeah, two uh, two Gwen games in a row. I'm going to pull up the what his stat lines were across the board. So he had a 1-2-5 uh, and then a 2-1-7. So we're looking at like a 3-3-12. Three, three, so not like really carrying, not getting the most kills. Um but I felt like he did really good into Gomsu's Gragas, and then I felt like he did really well into Licorice's Kale on Saturday. Uh, I mean, I saw that Kale pick come through, and I was like, oh boy, we'd better win. <laughs> we'd better win before 30 minutes. <laughs> and yep. we came in right at the buzzer, 29-35. Did not let that Kale get to late game, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Philip, I felt... Like, the team really trusted him this week. Um, and, yes, it was really good to see Jose giving him those resources. Curly, your thoughts on our burgeoning rookie top laner uh, and his stellar play this weekend? I mean, this whole time, like, I was watching it on my phone uh, on the car drive back. So I, like, also <laughs> had the phone experience, except I was just in the backseat chilling. So I didn't have to be like... <laughs> But the second I saw Philip approach the lane with, uh, like, against Licorice and saw him immediately put the pressure on, I'm like, this game is over. Mm. He's he's put down his authority, kept it on, and just, like, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to engage, and, like, he made Licorice has to take a step back, and that's exactly what you need to do against the Kale. Like, you need to put the pressure on. You need to take advantage of the fact that technically Gwen with her E, has more range than mm. Kale in those early levels. So as long as you can keep on that pressure, get yourself more XP, you're winning the game for yourself because even if Kale has that power spike, you've given yourself a nice buffer. But all of that aside, too, because as much as I love to talk about Philip and how well he's done this weekend, I also want to talk about just how the team plays played as a whole because even though we didn't see much from the bot side in the early game, it's just every team fight, it felt like everyone was exactly where they needed to be. And even if it like felt like we were barely clutching some things, like we never, I don't think we ever felt like we were at a disadvantage in this game. And if I remember correctly, this is one 
where we started a losing fight and turned it into a clean ace. I don't remember if that's true. You might be mistaking that with the Dignitas game. Dignitas, we had a couple. Yeah, we had a couple I mean, clean aces in the Dig game. So. We did, but like also to Kui on that Talia man. Oh, I was gonna bring this up. Yeah, oh, His Talia move, is busted. It was ridiculous. He was doing so much damage. The five thousand damage at like what fifteen minutes? I mean, there's like, a reason this man. On, there's a reason he got Player of the Week. Uh, it was just <laughs> his play this weekend was remarkable um mm -hmm. well-deserved player of the week uh and did you guys see uh i watched this video last night actually uh, the little clip of him talking about you know growing up literally mm -hmm. watching bjergsen play um yeah and then just like if you guys haven't seen this i think it's on the lcs official twitter i think flyquest might have retweeted it as well but um yeah He's talking about how if all he does is inspire one or two other kids who, you know, even if they're perfectly healthy or if they've got a disease like his, uh, to, like, overcome and work hard and, like, get to this kind of, like, pro uh, state that he's in, then, like, that's good enough for him. Like that, And I think that was just so cool to see. Like, that is... Uh, an amazing mentality, and I'm so glad this guy is part of the team. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, and and then another thing, like after the game, you heard Aframu just talk about like the team environment, and I really do think you see how that translates to the way they played in this game and uh, the game on Sunday, just over the weekend. Like, yeah. like I said, they just felt very together mm -hmm. in a lot of uh, what they did, and it was very satisfying to watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Knox, thoughts on any other thoughts on Takui's Talia performance? Um, I mean, he's still yet to like lose like to anyone <laughs> outside of JoJo, right? Like yeah. this man has just been ridiculous. Uh, I will say, I do think Talia as a champion is a little OP right now, just sure. a smidge. But that doesn't change the fact that he piloted it super freaking well, right? Like, that, sh that should not take away from Takui's uh, gameplay. But, yeah, it, it is a little busted. Totally. Uh, bringing on my next thought line. Double Jinx Tom Kench duty for Johnson Afro this weekend. And I, I would say they did pretty well. I, I do find Afro's stat line hilarious uh, in the Golden Guardians game. Four, one, and five. <laughs> four kills for the tom kench that game uh that is one hungry catfish um but johnson looked like johnson really you know fulfilled his duty uh he he and takui actually had were practically tied for gold in the golden guardians game and then in the uh dignitas game johnson had the most gold uh, across both teams by almost like 2,000, I, I think about 1,000 and a half. Uh, most CS, he went 404, Afro went 106. This bot lane, I think, has just really come into its own. I feel like it took a little bit for them to kind of regain that synergy they had back on Dignitas a couple years ago. But now it's like, it feels like it's really back that the meta really suits them. Um, and, yeah, Johnson, 
if we're being honest, a player that got a lot of flack uh, from the community for a while and did not look good. He's. I think he really struggled last year. This year, I think he's really stepped it up, and it's really, really, really great to see. Uh, so I'm just. I'm excited about where this bot lane is going. I think they're definitely contending to be, you know, top four, top five bot lane in the league right now. Um, I would have to like really. I would have to really sit down. I mean, bring on the hot take if if you've got one. I feel like I know where this is going now. So. They, they are a top two bot lane in the league right now. Woo! All right, who's the other one? Uh, I would probably have to give it to Danny and Vulcan. I think that's fair, yeah. So it, 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 it's hot. I, I think it's... That is a hot say, take. I need, I need oh to put my. it in Philly's hot take oven. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I like I it. Actually, I actually... Like there is a it. strong argument that they are a top two bot lane in the league right now. And I say this because... Uh, FBI and Huhi, while still solid, have not. They, they're not top two. They have. Not, they're, they're not top two. I'm sorry. That recently in the past couple of weeks they've started stepping up again. So maybe they'll probably start challenging it again. But the past couple of weeks, outside of this past weekend, really, I have not really seen a top two performance from that bot lane. Oh, the only other bot lane that comes to mind, because let's be honest, this Ven Berserker one's not been good, has been. Hansama and Core JJ. And I, I would say that. To be honest, Hansama has not looked great either. I, I would say the Hans core lane is actually like probably down to like four or five for me right now. I mean, the big they issue don't is look like. good. Well, Core has mainly been playing Enchanters. Uh, he's not being put on engaged champions. And Hans just seems to be like struggling uh, right now, in my opinion. I think I still have, like, it, it, for me, like, FlyQuest bot lane, 100 Thieves bot lane, and EG bot lane are kind of like... top three. I, they're in this, like, the soup of the top three. It's very difficult for me to say who is the best one right now. Because, like, if we're talking about Ezreal, okay, then it's going to be Danny Vulcan, right? If we're talking about an Ezreal lane. If we're talking about, like, a Jinx Tom Kench lane... It's gonna be Johnson Aframu. If we're talking about uh, what 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 does FBI play these days? Uh, if we're talking about like other, uh, he, he's, he's done a fair amount of Senna. Yeah, if we're talking about like Senna stuff, or I know he's you know played Aphelios in the past, just like stuff like that. Then I would say okay, maybe there's a okay Zeri is maybe one as well. Um, then I would say okay, maybe in that realm they're the they're the top bot lane, but. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just still very much a soup of top three bot laners, but they're all distinct from the rest of the league for me. Um, and, yeah. and that's the main thing, right? Is the fact that we can say that our bot lane crazy. is top mint. Like, even if you if, if you disagree with me, an even stronger argument is the fact that they're top three in the league. I think they're actually top two, but I think would you you would say top three, right, Sandy? I, I would say definitely top three. I just can't place them one, two, or three really. Because it depends Curly, on the day. You, would you say top three, Curly? I yeah, I'd put us up there at a uh, top three. I'm very hype. <laughs> I'm glad we to have see a this top take three from you. Bot lane in the league. That is hype. That is awesome. It feels so freaking good. And we have a mid laner who's competing for a possible MVP contention. We'll get more to that later. But he's going to yeah. be all pro. And then we have this jungler who's had a huge resurgence. 
And then we have a top lane who's just been holding down the fort like no other. I mean, if you want to like really I feel good. <laughs> if you really if you really want to break it down, I mean, TSM, no matter what combo bot lane, not as good as FlyQuest bot lane. Lost Ignar, mm -hmm. definitely not. So we're up to 2. Stixe Ale, definitely not. No. Neo Biofrost or Spawn Biofrost? No. Luger Poom, no. Berserker Sven, I would still say no. no. So no. we're at a minimum top four. I and I think that is like a very objective like if you want to say the most objective, non biased who else we could be competing with, it's like it's Hundred Thieves, E.G. Team Liquid for gonna... top bot lanes right now. And us. I say I say particularly because of ADC position alone, we should arguably like not even arguably I'd easily put us above TL because Han Sama is doing that rogue thing where you forget to keep being good at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, <clears throat> like, just ADC alone puts us ahead. Core JJ, still solid, always solid. I think they just keep... I don't know. Like, I, I think Han Sama needs to kind of move on from Rogue, get on to TL. Here's here's know? another good point. I'm, I'm stealing a lot of points from JLXP today, but... Uh, actually, honestly, this is only the second point. I mean, they, they made good points. He made he made a really good point today that a big thing in spring about FlyQuest was that our sum was greater than our parts, right? So, like, we had average individual players, but together they made a you know pretty good team. Now those parts have gotten even better. They're the bot lane is solid the mid lane is solid top lane still working its way but come team fight time very solid the individual play before you even get to the team aspect is very very good right now and you need that individual play before you can get to the team aspect um so why don't we hit the if there's any points left about the dig game, uh, we can hit those real quick. And then I think I want to move on to our next topic of conversation, which I'm excited to get into. Uh, but any thoughts on Dignitas from this past weekend, gentlemen? I mean, for one, I think something I really enjoyed seeing about this is, I'm going to be honest, it was a little bit more boring of a game to watch. It was a boring there was game. less going Ever. on. But what I liked is when things happened, the two big things that happened, they were really, really good. Like, the only downside I saw through this whole game was when we, you know, just kind of gave away the, the Baron to Dignitas. And that, I don't put that fully on us. It was just a really good sneak from them. Hmm. And so it was uncontested. Everything else, it's like, we, even though we didn't care about the Drakes, we pushed them off the Herald or denied them the Herald. Like, they'd never picked it up, and we got an ace out of it. Right. And then we just, like, had such a solid, like, team, like, state of the game, that when it came our turn to get the Baron, they didn't even bother to stop us. Like, they tried to poke at us, but they couldn't. They absolutely couldn't. So I think this was a very decisive and very smart, intelligent match from, uh, from the team altogether. Um, and then, you know, of course, that triple uh, kill on the Ari was just absolutely bonkers. 
And so, like, it comes again to just the same thing that happened on Saturday, where our top was very solid. Takui was freaking Takui, just insane. And then Jose Diotto, um, like, I think he still put a good amount of effort into supporting Philip this time, but, like, just mm-hmm. making really good macro calls across the board. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I the... Much yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, only thing I'll add was um, there was the moment where dig snuck that baron which you know gotta tip my hat to that uh unfortunate moment there but i think it goes to show the resiliency of this team to not just collapse after that uh dignitas only got one tower off of that baron play uh they got one tower they only gained back about two thousand gold i think we had like a with like a three, three and a half thousand gold lead at the time that they took Baron, went down to about a thousand after that Baron play, and then we proceeded to clean ace them uh, twice, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and end up winning the game. Kept stacking dragons throughout it, uh, and then the final thing I'll note was uh, Takui gets my award this week for the biggest jabate of the week (laughs) because he walks down there uh to the elder dragon we're posturing around it dignitas basically leashes it for us and then takui's there poking around in bottom river (laughs) and all of dignitas goes ari let's go after the ari guys and everyone chases takui who proceeds to just ult away under tower and meanwhile the other four flyquest guys are like well, this Elder Dragon has about 4,000 health. Would be a real shame if we decided to burst it down right now, guys. Let's just do it and save Dignitas the trouble. And then all of a sudden, we have Elder Dragon, uh, and Baron, and Ocean Drake, and you've got an Ari here, and four other members of FlyQuest here, and Dignitas in the middle. Here's the here's the spoiler. <laughs> it doesn't go well for Dignitas. They end up <laughs> losing the game, and that, folks, is uh, that's why they're two and nine uh, right now. Would, would hate to be uh, would hate to be two and nine. Sounds rough. It, it is rough. No, there's a lot of like. Just to talk on Dignitas side for this, I do think at like face value, I kind of like their comp a little bit more than ours. Mm. If I'm going to be honest, particularly because they have one of the most frustrating things to me in game is when you are just being displaced constantly. And four out of five champions on that team can move you in ridiculous ways. Mm. You're getting picked by Lee Sin knocked up, kicked back again. Like, you're just going everywhere. You're, like, bing, bang, boom if you get caught in the middle of that. And a lot of, like, some of them are even AoE. So, like, they didn't use their CC really well at all in any of the team fights. Like, I don't think they ever were on the same page. And that was a major difference between, like, both teams, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nox, any thoughts on this before we move on FlyQuest topics? I mean... 
my my big takeaway, I, I unfortunately I watched this game, I, I but I, I did it at two times speed in between proving grounds matches that I was repping, so <laughs> I don't have a lot of deep analytical takes or anything. Um I, I think more than anything from what I did see is it was very similar to the Golden Guardians game of resources being given towards Philip and basically reiterating everything I said earlier in the fact that I'm just glad to see we can switch our strategies up and that's that's the main thing I want to see heading into the playoffs. So Agreed. Good on you, FlyQuest. That's what I like. Good on you. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year where we can start to look at playoff clinching scenarios. I think there's a world where, and, and actually it's legitimate, if we go to, if we 2-0 this weekend. Holy Crap, dude! My hype levels would be off the chart if we two o this weekend. If we mm-hmm. if we two o'd this weekend, one of Immortals or TSM goes o two, and Dignitas loses a game, we clinch playoffs. Now I realize that's we clinch top eight, but still, a week six playoff clinch would be kind of nuts. Eg actually has it even easier. They literally just need to win one game. And Immortals or TSM lose a game, and they make top eight. Like, we're already having people clinch playoffs, and we're about to hit week six. Um, literally would not be surprised if both EG and 100 Thieves clinch top eight uh, this weekend. It would be pretty, uh, pretty non-surprising. All right, here's the big question. I'm going to type this out for us. Is... FlyQuest. Yes. Elite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I now, have yes. Now, 100%. 100%. I want to define this a little bit. Like, what are we going to define as elite, right? Um, okay. I, I think, I think, hang on, uh, let me give my definition, okay, then, okay. then you can do yours. Right now, I think most people would say there is a clear top two. E.G. and 100 Thieves. I think that's pretty safe to say. I think another large part of the discussion, especially after Team Liquid's loss to CLG, is that Team Liquid is not looking as good as people expected them to look. So, I guess the way I'm phrasing the question, has FlyQuest done enough to supplant TL as a top three team in the LCS. Now, bear in mind, I would still say a step behind EG and 100 Thieves, but breathing down 100 Thieves' neck, especially after beating them a week ago. So, FlyQuest. Uh, bait or great, actually, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Is FlyQuest Elite bait or great? Uh, I actually didn't think of that until literally just a moment ago, but I like it. FlyQuest Elite, bait or great? Okay. Uh, okay. So there's there's two mindsets for this for me. Sure. You have the one mindset where you have to go look at the literal scores and what the standings actually are. And at the end of the day, out of a 10-team league... We are, I would say, fourth because we lose the quote-unquote tiebreaker to Team Liquid. And in my mind, if you're using the 
word elite going off of standings, you need to be top three. So I would say no. By a standings sense, FlyQuest is not elite. However, the other part of me, and this is the part that I'm picking because I, I'm going off of eye test, I'm going off of feeling, because the standings aren't done yet. We're only halfway through, a little over halfway through. FlyQuest looks like minimum third best team in the league. And for me, that is elite. So suffice to say, I think FlyQuest is playing like an elite team. Therefore, they are an elite team in accordance to the league of North America. Okay. Curly, your response. Um, I think so. What I'm trying to base this off of is a few things. I'm looking at some of the deep stats that I don't glance at often on uh, the Leakpedia site, but let's look at the timeline, right? Week one, we got a three-way tie for first between CLG, EG, TL. Uh, TL technically sitting at the bottom of that because of the way the alphabet works. Um, 100 Thieves sitting in sole possession fourth, and then us tied for fifth. Now, 100 Thieves and I uh, and us are both on upwards trajectories up to this split. However, 100 Thieves peaks at second, and they've been sitting there for the past uh, couple weeks, whereas we've finally clinched our way up to third. So we are on an upward trajectory, and we technically tied with TL, where EG and TL have stayed uh, put in their top two, top three spots, right? So I think with this, actually, as hype as I want to be, I cannot confidently say we are elite yet until the evidence backs us up. Do I, I test, say we are elite? Yes, because I certainly see us getting sole possession of third place this weekend. And then I think another, um, something that also helps us, I'm also looking at the player of the game uh, standings. And granted, that is tied to wins, but like we've, we're only short, I think. Actually, no, we're tied with um, TL, so never mind. That doesn't matter. But if you look at play of the week, it's inspired, inspired Danny Blabber to Kui. Mm-hmm. So if you throw that in there, that is evidence for us against 100 Thieves and TL. If we can get another player of the week on top of two wins this weekend, no argument right there. And again, I test, I do feel we are already better than TL. I do think we pushed them out of that top three elite spot. But these are the statistics I would want to see to solidify that. I think for me, seven and four looks really good. Tied with Liquid at seven and four looks really good. Again, just a week ago, we were five and four, and our two wins this week did come off of the backs of Golden Guardians and Dignitas. So I'm hesitant. While good wins, uh, big wins, in fact, because you need to win those games, but. It's not like we 2 owed you know, EG 100 Thieves in the same weekend. One of those teams, we now have to play. We have to play EG on Sunday after playing Cloud9 on Saturday. And we'll get to predictions in a bit. But I feel like this weekend will really show, and the next weekend, because not only do we play those two teams this week, next week we then have to play TL and CLG. So the next two weeks... We have to play four teams in the top six. 
that's a lot of teams in the top six in two weeks. So yeah, these next true. two weeks, I would argue, if we go two and two or three and one, the argument really can be made for eliteness. With hopefully the one L only coming to like EG or something like that, right? Because that might be expected. But I think if you look at the way TL is playing, the way Cloud9 is playing, the way CLG is playing, all three games there are winnable games. I think the EG one's going to be the tough one. So the answer for me is not yet. But we're almost there. Um, I would still very much say we're a top four team for sure. I would. It's this is crazy for me to say. We're legitimately in contention for the third world spot. Mind blowing. Like I, you can't, you can't discount us out from it. Like you put us up against TL in a best of five right now. I'm calling like a FlyQuest 3-2. You put us up against Cloud9 in a best of five right now, I'm calling a FlyQuest win. 100 Thieves, I think it's really close. EG, I'm still very sus on us beating. I think that's really tough. But it's What's very... crazy is this was supposed to be a rebuilding year still, too. <laughs> Can you imagine what next year's going to be like? Unless we... That's what, that's what I'm saying! <laughs> it, unless we get completely uh, bought out again by Steve and uh, and everyone else. I, yeah. I hope that nah. God not. Steve needs I, a I new... Don't, I don't think Nick would let that happen again. Yeah, Steve needs a new top laner, and uh, he signs TL Phillip. Uh, yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. So, this next week will really prove out to me the level that we are at uh, the next two weeks, really. We'll do that. Uh, okay. Most valuable Takui. Uh, we have the most valuable Takui in the league, I would argue. However, is he the most valuable player in the league uh, so far this season? Racking up four player of the games more than anyone else. Uh, ahead of Abadaga, Bjergsen, Fudge, Jojo Pune, Palafox, Danny, FBI. Names you would expect to see uh, from the uh, list of players in terms of players of the week. Uh, you know, Inspired is one player of the week twice. Blabber once, Danny once, and Takui now with the week five player of the week. Um... And I, I alluded to this earlier, but I want to get your guys' thoughts. I think really making the case again for All-Pro, the only question is, like, where on the All-Pro list? Um, and where is he for you guys in terms of the MVP discussion? Because I think there are some legitimately good candidates on other teams, like EG, for instance, has several good candidates. Um, where is he falling in those discussions for you guys? So for for all pro, I, I have him competing for first team all pro. Like with him yeah. and JoJo, absolutely. Uh, I think those are pretty much the only two mid laners so far in the league that like th those are like they they are a tier and everyone else is down below that. Um, in terms of MVP discussion, 
He's good. I don't. I don't think he's in the top three though. Um, currently, inspired my front runner. Inspired. I know he had a bit of an off game on Sunday uh, against Hundred Thieves, um, but he's just he's so freaking valuable to that EG team, man. He's so good. Consistent carry for them. Exactly what they need all the time. Like I, I'm yet to be convinced otherwise that it's not going to be inspired at the end of the split. Mm. Yeah, Curly, how about you? I do. I'm going to have to agree with uh, Knox on this one. Uh, Inspired just does so much for EG that he's given himself a huge, like, uh, start, I guess, in the race for MVP. He's just gotten himself a huge lead. I do think, however, Takui is, like, on his way. Like, he is chasing that uh, because as... Uh, as you said, four players of the game, so that's also showing his, like, value to FlyQuest, despite <clears throat> Inspired having the two players of the week on him. So, like, with all those combined, if you look at that, it's like, technically, Takui does have more accolades. Um, and I do think it's it's the same case as the is FlyQuest Elite. A lot of how he impacts the team in these next two weeks, and especially for successful will affect his contention for uh, split MVP. I definitely see him as like one of the people that is going to be talked about for that, though. Um, as for All-Pro, he's definitely competing for first place or first uh, All-Pro team. Like, that's no doubt right there. All he has to do is clap JoJo around this weekend, and I think he's got it secured. Uh, yeah, which I think will be... Definitely a tall order. Uh, I am in agreement. I think competing for number one all pro, I think at minimum number two. Um, And he's definitely up there in the conversation for MVP for me, which is crazy to think about. But this guy, like if you think about it strictly in the terms of who is the most valuable player on a team, like who is the guy on the team that is drastically changing just the way we play and just like everything about it, you makes us better, consistently takes us to another level, um, and it just it is Takui. We gave him our like team MVP for Spring Split uh, award at the end of spring. He's probably gonna win it again for summer, and I think he really should be in the top three con- conversation for MVP um, of the overall LCS. So. I think it's a good conversation, one we're definitely going to keep coming back to over the next few weeks as we head towards the end of the season. Um, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, let's uh, hit some Academy Turbo super fast. Uh, bit rough. Academy yeah. on the downward... on wait, Academy... It's late. What should I call this topic? Academy headed down. Academy being grounded. Academy grounded. There we go. Only took me eight tries <laughs> to get there. Uh, okay, three and seven in their last ten. Uh, so they've had uh, three O twos. Am I counting this right? Yeah, three o twos, a one one, and a two o. Uh, the two o was 
over literally the worst academy team as well, Golden Guardians Academy. The 1-1 one -one was with EG Academy, which is in 8th place. And then they got 2-0'd by TL, 100, and TSM. Uh, TL and 100 are 1-2, and two, but then TSM is literally a shamble of an academy team. Like, they're barely there themselves. It's literally Solo and uh, TakeOver Tactical Mia. Like, this is a ragtag group of dudes. So what is going on with Academy? It is really concerning, especially as we're headed towards Proving Grounds. We want a good showing. We want these players to improve. It feels like everything has just stagnated and all the other teams have caught up. So, I, uh, I actually do think that the promotion of Philip to the LCS team is what killed Academy. And there's a big reason why a fly was always saying that the reason they promoted him, because, if, I mean, if you, if you go back and look at, like, the stats for Philip versus Kumo, there, there wasn't a whole bunch going in Philip's favor, right? I mean, there were some, but there wasn't a lot. And so the fact that it was a culture fit was the reason given for the promotion. And now looking at the current state of Academy, I actually think that says a whole lot, right? I, uh, I think whatever voice Philip was lending to the team was far more than was getting led on. And Kumo is just not someone who's able to provide that anymore, which is crazy because last year during all the FlyQuest shenanigans, it was just hey, Kumo is the rock for this team, and you need to bring him up. And that was why he got promoted last year. It's the exact same story, but in this case, Kumo's heading back down, and it's the new guy coming back up. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually think a lot of this has to do with the fact that uh, Philip is not there in the academy team. And I think that speaks volumes about Philip and what he's doing for the actual LCS team. Hmm. Do you think it's, it's solely that or... You know, oh, not solely, but I, I would say a majority. Okay. Uh, what would you... Are, are there any other smaller things that you would chalk up that maybe, you know, tack that on to the swap, like create a bigger picture as well? Uh, I would say... I, it's, it, it's, I, I'm not great at naming other reasons because... There's certain things that like I'm not I can't explain right. Tomo, right. who has looked fantastic for the past year or so, in the past couple of weeks has not looked nearly as good. Um, Yuji, who, while an absolute wild card during spring split, still a bit of a wild card, but he's been nowhere near as explosive this split. Um, Spyrex has been like the one big main positive thing that I've loved. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been awesome. I, I've He's looked great. There's something, and like, because it's individual play for those particular people, right? It's not just like the shot calls and stuff that like Philip's voice may have been lending to the team. Like, there's some individual right. play too that is like it's struggling, and I that I don't know. I I couldn't tell you why that's happening. So, but that is happening though. So therefore, I think Philip not being there lending his voice to the team is a majority of the reason why FlyQuest Academy is struggling, but it is not the only reason. I think that's fair. Uh, this week, the Academy team 
It's their final week, I believe, of the Academy season. 11, 16, yes, the final one. Wait, am I counting? Yeah, 15. They've got three series. It's Academy Super Week. They've got Dig, Immortals, and CLG, who are all in that 4, 5, 6, 7 range with FlyQuest. So a really strong 6-0 week could put them in a good spot to close things out. Uh, but it feels like they'll be basically battling Immortals and EG Academy for the final Proving Grounds main event spot. So that is something to keep your browsers tuned to. Uh, they play at 6 on Wednesday and then 4 o'clock on both Thursday and Friday. Uh, this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So be sure to tune into Academy this week to see how they do. It's going to be really, really clutch as they do those final tune-ups for Proving Grounds, which, of course, we will cover in full. Knox is getting first-hand experience with uh, Proving Grounds right now while refing. All right, so moving on over to our... If I can get the... Oh, it's not there. I'm going to have to pull it back up. Let's talk... Uh, predictions. Let's talk predictions. No, yeah, we're talking okay. predictions. Okay, I was like, yeah. I was like, we I had something else in store that I wasn't thinking of. Nope. We're talking... Surprise segment. <laughs> talking week six preview. So type it in, and then I gotta apparently get the whole freaking thing back up for some reason. <laughs> every we, week we gotta, we gotta hire an editor just to be off screen for us. Yeah, stuff. every every week this happens. We need a then, control room. Well, more like I just need to learn how to use OBS, or it needs to like <laughs> not be janky. But we're just gonna do this. Excel. Don't make the source visible, please. So, well, while Sandy's working, so, so I know Sunday is Evil Geniuses. Mm -hmm. Saturday was Cloud Nine. Nine, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say it's a one-one week. Oh, wow, you're just going right off the bat before he even gets everything I'm just going to rip it off the chain, just like that. Boom. You know, Get what's interesting yeah. is that I'm also going with the 1-1 week. I'm going with the fly win over C9 and then the L to EG. Are you feeling the same, Mr. Knox War? I am indeed feeling the same. Well, there I don't you go. think Cloud9 has looked nearly as good as EG has, and it should result in a 1-1 week. It's a copy-paste. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Cloud9 looks rough. I think... I feel like Jensen just has not been the hope that was promised, and I really expect Cloud9 to retool their roster once again in mm -hmm. the offseason. I don't expect this team to make Worlds, um, so I'll be interested to see where it goes. And then EG, I just think they are... They're just cruising. I think they're cruising their way towards a back-to-back -to -back LCS win uh, overall. And uh, I think we might be able to put up a good fight. I'd love to see us win, but I just, you know, I got to run the numbers here. And I just don't don't expect it to happen. Curly, though, always 
manages to surprise us with his predictions and takes. And he is, I will note, in the FlyQuest Discord pickums, the best of all of us. Not not everybody, but the best of the three of us. He is the undisputed leader. Uh, Curly, talk us through your predictions this week. Well, so first off, I just got to say, y'all are some non-believers. Because, uh, like, I, I obviously, we're going to beat C9. There's no question about that. We beat him before. They're kind of still struggling. We'll beat him again. Um, Sven, isn't it? Jensen, isn't it? Fudge, is it, actually? I do... Fudge is reliable, Blabber is reliable, like Berserker. So, but like when two out of your five components aren't quite it, come on, bro. Uh, so easy. It's going to be an easy clap from FlyQuest on uh, Saturday. Now Sunday, all I'm going to say is if a hundred thieves can beat EG, of course we can beat EG, because we beat a hundred thieves. It's it's that's it's that's all the logic I need. Like, we're ramping up. EG peaked. We just got to come punch above our weight just a little bit, knock him down. Like, I guarantee you, Takui <laughs> is going to clap JoJo. It is going to happen. And that is all we need to see. And especially because it's not the bot lane show anymore. Danny getting all the resources doesn't quite mean nearly as much as it used to. It's time to give some of those resources to Impact, uh, which I don't know if EG's going to do that as much. Like, granted, it's still a great team. They are. It's going to be a tough game, but we're going to come out on top. You owe weekend prediction he, from Curly. Here's the thing. He makes these calls, folks, but more often than not, he's not he's wrong. He's been right. He's, yeah, been, he's been correct. Been right. So I can't even look at this and say... Yeah. Now, okay. If we were like three and eight, if we were an Immortals, if we were a TSM, if we were a Dig, and he was calling for the uh, for the FlyQuest win, then I might have some problems. But sometimes you got to take a shot. So I like it. I like the attitude, uh, and you know. I think uh, this weekend will really be an interesting one. It's going to reveal a lot. I think this FlyQuest C9 game is really massive. I mean, let's look at some of these other matchups. Uh, Saturday does not really have any other good ones. But you've also got, on Sunday, you've got TLC9. That's pretty big. Um, And that's basically it. (laughs) There's only three good matchups and we're two of them. You got Fly C9. Hundred Thieves has like the easiest weekend. Oh my gosh. If they do not 2-0, something's seriously wrong because they've got Dig Immortals. That has to be a stomp for them. Uh you've got some okay, you've got a couple interesting middle of the pack matchups. Like you've got Golden Guardian CLG is actually kind of interesting to me. Golden Guardians also plays TSM. I want to see how TSM does. Uh you know, CLG. CLG actually plays what we did this past weekend, Golden Guardians Dig. So if they 2-0 that, they put themselves in a really good spot. They'd be at 8-5. and five. Um, So I think there's a couple good opportunities for interesting matchups here, especially that middle-of-the-table kind of seeding thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to reiterate that. Look, if 100 Thieves does not 2-0, uh, man, they they just need to they need to figure something out there because, man, even FlyQuest can, you know, beat Dignitas. Uh, so if 100 <laughs> Thieves can't, then that's a real problem. What, what 100 Thieves needs to do is beat Immortals because FlyQuest can't beat Immortals. So if 100 Thieves really wants to show that they're better than FlyQuest, just beat Immortals. It's that simple. It's true. It's, so, it's easy. It's that easy. Uh, all right, how about you guys, any... Any other thoughts on week six before we move towards closing out the night? This is the the big weekend. It's the big weekend. We pull this off. And next weekend. Uh, I, I, I may need some help keeping my hype like in check. I may I may start saying some things that <laughs> maybe not base takes, but they're full on hype takes. You'll so. come to my side of everything. Yeah, I, I will be joining you in your oven, Curly. I'll, like, I'll be spewing some hype. I'll be I'll be saying things like start saving money for the world's jersey, you know, things like that. So, yeah, no, yeah. I I think for sure the thing is, if FlyQuest makes worlds, that'd be oh, insane. Dude, I don't I don't I don't have the money for it right now, but I might do it anyway. <laughs> Twice in three Bro. years. I mean, I was already planning on going to New York, uh, and if that's the case, I was debating between second half of groups and quarterfinals. But if they make Worlds, I'm it's going to be second half of groups for sure, just so I can go see them play at Worlds. Uh, that's funny. Why, do, why are you saying that? You think they're going to be third place? Well, it's guaranteed. I'm hedge. I would hedge my bets, but I, I'm also like. That's a massive leap down the road. Uh, and you know me. I like to keep it a little bit more... Oh, that's the wrong one. I like to keep it a little bit more grounded. Uh, speaking of grounded, uh, your boy Graf keeping us grounded and humble by dropping the Twitch Prime earlier tonight. Appreciate that from you, our friend. Thanks, friend of the 100 Talk Pod. Friend of Flight Check. Uh, appreciate that, and anyone else who has ever dropped us a prime or a sub, uh, it's always, always appreciated. That is basically it from the show. Uh, do you gentlemen have any other topics you want to hit on as we look to wind things down here on Flight Check? I really don't have much. I'm just yeah. I'm very happy with where this team is right now. And I I really hope that Curly is just a prediction god <laughs> and it is a two oh weekend and I hope I'm wrong. I I feel like most of the time I love when I'm wrong on this show. Oh yeah. When I'm wrong on the show, it usually means good things for FlyQuest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really, really do true truly hope that I am wrong. I love being wrong. Prove me wrong. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm just really happy with how the guys look right now, and I'm I'm ready to get into the next this weekend. Uh, yeah, uh, I do want to note uh, we didn't touch on it too much because we were trying to catch up on uh, all the league talk, all the league talk. But Kodoran did have a melee tournament this past weekend, did finish third. Things looking up for him. Good to see him getting back to it after a couple rough tournaments. Uh, but the third place, always good to see. 
Not sure when J-Mook has his next one, uh, but we'll definitely be covering that. Just needed to kind of catch up on the league stuff tonight. Curly, any final topics from you? I mean, my big thing is just there's a reason that uh, I believe in LFL pre- uh, supremacy. Mm. Takui is that reason, and I will follow that man to the moon, and I hope that he takes FlyQuest with him. Fully agree well thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of flight check week six of the lcs is around the corner two massive matchups this weekend so be sure to follow us on twitter for all of our thoughts and takes in regards to the action you can catch the show at flight check crew myself at santos db Knox at Knoxwar with two R's and Curly at Curly underscore double double Q underscore. Losing all feeling in my voice as I have had no water for the past <laughs> hour and a half. You you also got it. You both got it. Well, maybe not Curly. You like to stay up late, but you got to go to bed soon. Uh, I I can stay up late tonight. I'm good. Oh, because you're never mind. Okay, yeah. And you know where you <laughs> anyway. can you know where you can stay up late with me. The Flight Check Discord as well, where all kinds of esports discussion and otherwise takes place. And if you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning, as well as here on Twitch. And you should be able to listen to the audio version on all your favorite streaming platforms. If you're listening to any of those and would like to catch the show live, we broadcast the episode every Monday night, most Monday nights, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Oh, I made it. Curly. <laughs> Any final notes before we wrap up? And we're going to raid Philip, I believe, if he is still uh, live. Let me double check that. He should be. But, um, no, definitely hop in the uh, Flight Check Discord. Um You'll have you'll be able to like get some interesting emotes of like spoon a wooden spoon and you mm. don't know why it's there, uh, but um, <clears throat> more importantly, you, you get to your spoon. Yeah, I know why it's there. It's a <laughs> joke, <laughs> but you also get to check in on our fantasy LCS channel where you can just mm. watch Sandy be like, "I lost against the top earner again." Literally, <laughs> I have the second most points for and the most points against. I should you, you be know five how and zero. I felt like I should be five oh, and zero. It's, it's so funny. This is a travesty I was of nervous justice. Before that last game, and then I got the Ari pick, and Takui popped off, and I'm like, I'm fine. But yeah, but also on side of that, I actually want to give a huge shout out to Knox War in particular because I feel like he has been very flexible in the summer split where he's stayed up late for these late night shows or come in clutch and just made a Twitter spaces when we can't do the normal show. So seriously, dude, thank you for keeping the content alive from us when Sandy and I are indisposed. Try, trying, but appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> He is doing us all many, many favors. Uh, Knox, how about you? Any shout-outs or plugs? Um, Pruning Ground quarterfinals start tomorrow. Yeehaw! Uh, 100 Next versus TBA um, was the main one off the top of my head, and that's actually probably the best matchup of the night, I would say, in my opinion. So go tune into that. Uh, 
obviously go watch LCS this weekend. Going to be crazy hype. Uh, I am trying to work on something behind the scenes, but I'm not having much luck on it. But keep an eye on for Twitter Spaces is what I'll say. I, I do plan on doing more in the future, and I plan on having it be a little bigger than it has been in the past. Um, and that's about it. Very cool. Uh, my shout-out is going to be... Uh, man, I don't have one. My shout-out is going <laughs> to be the uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves trailer. Because the movie looks absolutely terrible, but just the kind of thing that I will gladly pay $14 <laughs> to a movie theater to go see and completely waste my time. So that is my shout-out for the week. Uh, go watch that trailer. It looks really stupid. Uh, but also absolutely fantastic if you're right, into I'm gonna D&D. get the raid ready. That, that, that movie is not going to be the only thing that's wasted if you catch my drift. Yeehaw! When I go, when I, when I go watch it. <laughs> oh boy, what a time to be alive. All right, we will be back next week to discuss week six of LCS and our inevitable 2-0 as predicted by Curly. Oh no, we've only got five seconds. Cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. So for right. now... <laughs> stay safe out there yeah let me do the raid this is my raid to do i'm running this okay. channel stay safe out there don't forget to hit the head on the nail and we'll see you all very very soon adios everybody have a good one guys peace y'all <laughs> all right now raid now raid now raid <laughs>